Ever wondered how a law firm generates business or how to choose the right candidate for your firm? Wanted to know how the legal landscape is changing? What is this legal tech that everyone keeps talking about? And where is the work-life balance today's snack? I, Anshul Gupta, the co-founder of Might Legal, brings to you Raising the Bar. Your very real and candid take into the workings and insights of being in the legal business in the post-COVID world of 2021. In this podcast, I reach out to my colleagues in the legal fraternity to talk about all the questions you as a lawyer may ponder about. Unchartered, unwritten, untraveled. Today's guest is someone who has redefined these words in his own way. Today, we have a guest who's taken not only a road less traveled, but a road many lawyers would dare take and that is to open his independent law practice. So today, we will get into the how, why of what it really takes to open an independent law practice and how to really scale. So welcome to Raising the Bar, Samir. I must say, you know, when we were thinking about doing this episode with you, there was one thought that struck with me and that was, why would you really want to go independent so early in your career, right? And I think this episode, I would like to dedicate to all the law students and associates out there because I think they really would like to understand from you what made you tick to go early in your career. So, you know, to to begin the episode, I think the first question that I have, you know, how did you really break this to your family, your mentors and how did they take it? To be honest with you, Anshul, that's that's a question which still bothers me, it still troubles me. I'm yet to find an answer to that. It was rather than more of it being a hurried and a sudden decision, it was a planned decision. And my mentor, my senior, Mr. Rajshekar Rao, who I worked with for five and a half years, he was instrumental in this. So after five years, a good five years, five and a half years I spent in his office, he was the one who pushed me that, okay, fine, this is the time to go independent and you should now just get into the swimming pool and do your own dipping in water. So that's how I gradually, I took a conscious call to go independent, to discuss with my family, to discuss with my senior. And that's how that was the day and today is the day and here we are. Yeah, I think, you know, definitely uh, starting up and taking the plunge is perhaps the most difficult aspect. And and I think having your family's backing with you is definitely a very you know, supportive aspect towards right. it. And I had the right people around me to push me, to give me that belief. And in litigation, that's a very important thing. Which yeah. I must share with you that you should be surrounded by the right people who give you the right outlook in this profession. Because in this profession, it's very, very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to just get off the path because of XYZ reasons you and I both know. There is also beauty in this profession. And the more you be patient, the more you wait, there's always that silver lining in the sky waiting for you. Absolutely, absolutely. So coming to my second question, Samir, you know, like coming from a startup background, there's always a question that, you know, whenever you're launching a startup, will your clients take you seriously? How to really, you know, get the doors open and get clients? How has your experience been with that? Have there been any situations where you found it hard, you know, convincing clients since, you know, you were a so-called the new guy on the block? I still convince clients that please come to me. But in the start, that trivializing and that patronizing issue happened. Never, let's say you appear in court. There are a few seniors, a few judges who did not have that belief that, okay, fine, someone so young can deliver. But ultimately, that's the beauty of the profession. You will get various opportunities and the idea should just cling on to them and make use maximum, utilize those opportunities. Unfortunately for me in the beginning, yes, it was a difficult transition from working under someone and then going independent. But as in when you spend more time in the profession, as in when you make more contacts through XYZ, you slowly get stabilized in profession and ultimately these things of trivializing a young lawyer or patronizing a young lawyer takes a backseat and people find merit in you and then they start giving you opportunities. 
Sure, I think you know, like like you rightly put, I think more than age now, the factor is what results are being delivered. If the results are being delivered, then age is no barrier. Correct. That was that was a story maybe twenty years, fifteen years back. But nowadays, if you visit any courtroom, be it Delhi or be it any other state in India, there are people sitting across the bench who will recognize your worth, who will recognize your worth, who will give you opportunities to argue, and that's what matters as a young lawyer. You need opportunities. You need opportunities to showcase your talent, to showcase yeah. your merit, and that's how it it picks up. So. so Samir, you know, one one thought here is that there'll be a lot of people out there, young uh, lawyers, associates, who would also be thinking to start independently, but somehow the courage is not there. So, you know, in your experience, what was the toughest part or the challenges that you faced when starting independently, and how did you really overcome those? I'm sure the biggest thing is that sense of insecurity. Till the time you're working under a senior, you have that protective umbrella. But when you think that okay, fine, I should go independent, the questions keep haunting you. That how will I get work? How will I get new clients? How will I retain those clients? So all these questions used to keep troubling me. They still are there in, as one segment of my personality. But ultimately, the idea should just take that plunge because till the time you take that plunge, you will not learn. You will not see. And therefore, once you take that dip in the pool, ultimately everything and that's the mantra that I follow. Everything will fall in place eventually. And I'll share one secret mantra with you, which my senior has. Start. Just keep your head down and just work. Ultimately, everything will come to you, and you need not worry. And that's what is fortunately for me, surrounded by right people, getting new clients, getting new work, and that's how every day is going. And you need not worry about ancillary things in this profession. You keep your head down, you keep working, everything will be a smooth ride. I know, I know. Theoretically, it sounds very, very easy. Or people who are actually struggling to, so to say, I may be sounding like a candy floss to them right now. But, but take it from me, and I'm sharing it like a personal experience. The more patience you have in this profession, the more dedication and the more more determination you have results will follow and everything will eventually fall in place what for you was the simplest or perhaps the most enjoyable part about this because obviously you know starting independently on a startup it's not always tough but there's also a lot of excitement and you know when you when you get a client there's a sense of huge victory so what was a you know simplest part or a great you know achievement for you in this case as an independent practitioner one tends to have that liberty to set their own schedules one has the flexibility to run the office in the manner in which you want to because As opposed to let's say working under senior or as opposed to working in a corporate setup, when you know that yes, this is your office to run, you have that flexibility, the discretion to decide as to what should be the schedule, what should be the manner in which you should run your office. And I believe ultimately it may sound naive right now, but ultimately it's a very very satisfactory feeling to be your own boss. When you have when you when you know that the accountability in your head directly, that's the best feeling because that is the driving force ultimately. Once you know that okay, if you are the single point connection between the client and the office, automatically one has to pull. One stocks up and therefore be ready for all the challenges that lie ahead. So I'll say flexibility and I'll say the discretion to chart out your own course is the beauty of is the simplest thing that uh, one can see as being an independent lawyer. So an extension to that, what for you would be the biggest advantage of being an ind- independent lawyer? And and where I come from, you know, a lot of people there would be why would I go independent when I have the security of a job? I have a senior who who can you know help me with clients etc. And being an independent lawyer is like a completely different ball game. So what would you say to people? Who have that type of thought, and you know, how would you try to pitch being an independent lawyer to them? Unfortunately, I've not had the experience to work in a corporate law setup, but I've had internships in working in a corporate law setup. And uh, if I say anything.
think that okay fine the advantages of being a independent lawyer vis-a-vis working in a as an in-house counsel or a transaction lawyer uh, that may not be fair on my part to compare everything has its own advantages and disadvantages and i may just sound gibberish when i say that okay fine abc other advantages when being an independent lawyer over working in a corporate law setup but yes the one thing i have observed i must share with you is that in a corporate law setup or in a in-house setup you'll agree that there's a multi-layered setup organization whereas in a independent lawyer's office setup that is a single point accountability the advantage of going independent and working as an independent lawyer directly in touch with the client it is not a hierarchy that you have to follow and that's the biggest advantage if one is considering going independent that's the biggest and that worked in my favor because ultimately when you are directly dealing with the client that gives you not only a lot of exposure but yes a lot of accountability also and therefore you tend to work harder and even more better and deliver the results in the manner the client wants you to so you know i know that you work with a variety of clients even clients including startups right so i know i can't ask you who's the best client but i think that'll put you in a tough space but uh, i would love to know one or two instances where you felt that you're actually you know on the right track in terms of where you helped a client which they even felt was very difficult so what you know something for an incident that kept you motivated Every client is a God's gift, to be honest. Especially when you're independent, one client, two clients, ten clients—that's your only God's gift. But if you ask me that couple of instances, I'll share one personal experience with you. It was two years when I had gone independent, and there was this one client who wanted something to be done overnight. It had to be filed urgently before the I got Delhi the very next morning. And that very night, I had a one of my closest friend's birthday party. Now I was in a dilemma whether to attend my birthday party or whether to attend to the client and deliver what he wants. Fortunately for me, I prioritized. Uh, delivering to the client and being the night in my office and churning out a draft overnight and then having getting the relief for the client the next morning and until you take it from me that that was the day when that person trusted me and I reposed back that trust and today is a day when he has referred me five more clients and his continuous work inflow keeps coming so i'll say to all the uh, law students and to all the budding young lawyers and my colleagues at the bar prioritizing things is very important i am not saying that you shouldn't have a balanced life i am not saying that work should always be should always be some work but yes when it matters when you think that yes the opportunity is coming to you one should learn to prioritize things even at the cost of sacrificing a couple of things because ultimately that i would not have chosen that i would have lost on a variety of matters i would have lost on a variety of clients and that's the only thing fortunate enough for me which worked in my favor so that's one thing which clearly i distinctly remember and i will not name the client but yes that client was a very very big help in my independent practice so me you you've hit on a very important point uh, for all the you know, young lawyers out there is that customer service right client service and specifically when you when you're going independent you know if you work very closely with clients they can actually be part of your for your organization for a long time and like you rightly mentioned refer a lot of other customers so very happy to hear that the next question is more from the side of the companies or the clients what does an independent practitioner really bring to the table that firm would not that's something that i think you would have been asked multiple times uh, whenever you try to look at a client so what are your thoughts on that it's a very difficult question to answer because you are putting me in a tight spot right now like i said there are different advantages that a, that a law firm brings to the table and there are different advantages that a independent lawyer uh, brings to the table for me how i pitch myself to the corporate clients is because that's the question that they ask me that okay fine we have a independent lawyer in front of us and we have a corporate uh, law firm in front of us why should we come to uh, meet our the only thing which perhaps comes to my rescue is that a when you are sitting with the client you are able to 
give that impression and impress upon the client that whatever a corporate law firm is able to deliver as an independent lawyer you are able to deliver in a much more effective manner and in a more cost effective manner and that's the only thing which tricks in in an independent lawyer's favor ultimately that's the beginning because ultimately when a new client is coming to you they don't see your work they haven't uh, seen your background it is only by someone's reference or someone's uh, you, you the client sees you arguing court and you take your reference but ultimately that's the first thing once you deliver for the client the, at the first very instance take it from me that the subsequently he will come back to you no matter what happens and that's where i need to highlight this at delivering results delivering output to the client is very very important and creating that first impression very important one can clearly boast of different things that okay fine i have this i have that a law firm does not have that but ultimately what matters is and today's time fortunately for young lawyers has advanced to such a level where a client is only looking for relief oriented lawyers now be it a independent lawyer or be it a corporate lawyer one is looking for a relief oriented lawyer that who will give me those effective reliefs and if you are able to deliver that as an independent lawyer nothing can stop you and sky is the limit you know what made you really get into litigation right so did you explore other forms of law or were you always focused that you want to get into litigation so you know what was the thought behind that i graduated from national university delhi in the year 2013 you will not believe me that after graduation i was always in my law school i was always fascinated by corporate law fancy jobs till my fifth year i kept on trying for a corporate law firm that okay fine i'll start my career with being working in a law firm setup fortunately for me as luck would have it i did not get a job so after graduation i was jobless so graduating from one of the best law schools in india i did not have a corporate setup corporate law firm uh, line up with me i waited for a couple of months i thought okay fine if this is not what is happening probably something else is my calling because in my college i was always into mooting i was always passionate about mooting so ultimately i thought i'll start with a corporate law firm setup and then eventually i'll see whether i can uh, i want to do litigation or not but as fortune would have it i did not get a corporate job and i started working with my senior and that's how it started to answer your question i was not very certain till my fifth year law school what i want to do and most of the law students who are watching this who may watch this will agree with me that you will not have clarity till your fourth or fifth year so if, if someone is very very sure that okay fine i want to do this i want to do that because there are colleagues of mine who are very sure what they want to do in the third year itself or the fourth year itself but for me that was not the case so one need not be harsh on himself or herself everything you will get clarity eventually for the manner in which i got clarity was not really a good experience for me because it is not a good feeling to not have a job after graduating but ultimately things fall in uh, fell in place for me and i started working with a litigating lawyer and that's how and in that office i developed an interest in litigation and that's the time when i was in that office i decided i told myself that yes this is my calling this is where i want to be and this is what i want to do in the next 15 20 years i think journey began and that's how i developed that interest and that's how i i am in front of you right now that that's definitely a very interesting journey i mean if you have gone into a corporate law firm i don't think i'd be asking questions about how did you go independent so i'm glad your life took its turn whatever happens i was not a believer of this but whatever happens happens for good yeah. and the good happened in this way for me see sitting in this office of mine i'm I, it's very easy for me to give these talks right now but every law student and every young lawyer should keep this in mind that whatever happens will come to you eventually and whatever happens happens for good so please just keep your head down keep working hard and just keep having that determination and belief in yourself that you will do good eventually great i hope the associates and you know law early lawyers are all motivated by that conversation so so thanks for that coming to a bit of a more uh, casual question can you perhaps give us example of a very funny incident or situation that happened in court with you and how was that 
I was recently only I was uh, it was not a funny situation but it was more like I had on the back end of a situation where the judge complimented you when I was not expecting at all. So I had a matter to argue before the honorable judge and it was a tricky matter. I was not hopeful whether I'll get result or not but I thought okay fine let's give it a shot. It was a revision petition. The judge heard me for good in 15 minutes. Ultimately he said the counsel you you withdraw your matter otherwise I'll pass an adverse order. So I took that indication of the learned judge I withdrew my matter and I said I will not press. I was a buyer I had shut my files. I was about to leave the courtroom. Suddenly I hear a voice of the learned judge that please wait. So I looked back I'm like oh, probably there is some clarification which the learned judge requires. I went back to the dais. The learned judge asked my name that counsel what is the name? I told him my name. He said counsel I agree that yes you had a tough case to argue but take it from me that professionally you argued wonderfully. I really liked the manner in which you argued. I really liked the manner in which you knew when to stop and when to withdraw your matter. You did not you not want those counsel who kept on pressing press. So that's a that's an art that you have as a litigating lawyer to know what the judge wants and to stop when the judge is asking you to rather than continuously keep arguing. And he said you have a long way to go Mr. Counsel and just keep it up. There'll be a lot of good opportunities coming your way. So that was one day when I told myself that okay fine I am on the right path and then perhaps I am, I'm doing something good that I'm inviting such compliments from the judge. And I till now when, whenever I when I whenever I'm down or whenever I am not in the right spirit I look back at these instances and that's what perhaps keeps me going and that's that's what the profession is about. There are bad days, there are good days. When you have those bad days the key is to just have remember those good days and keep moving forward slowly and steadily. Yeah, I think you mentioned when you go independent or even launching startup there are tremendous amounts of doubts and instances where you feel like what am I doing and you know such instances where someone tells you that you're actually on the right track can be a huge motivation so congrats to you on that bit also Thanks. coming back to of being an independent lawyer right now you know you, you don't have a team etc so does it ever become a big challenge for you because you don't have anyone to lean on both professionally and personally from the work aspect oh definitely yes and that's one of the disadvantage of being an independent lawyer as opposed to working in a corporate law setup or an as a in-house company that's one of the disadvantages that we face but fortunately if you have good colleagues working in your office and you most importantly you have a good office clerk who can run the show I think the handicap can be overcome and it should not be a problem in the longer run but yes initially when you are starting your own practice when you are setting your own office this is one of the most major handicaps that one faces that you are a one man army one team army so therefore to build that team and therefore to have that set up in your own independent office takes time but once it's done it is as good as working in a corporate law setup so Samir, you know, we've all seen that COVID has changed industries and, you know, legal industry obviously was also affected by it. And we saw a lot of people who graduated last year finding it very difficult to find internships or even jobs in that case, you know, a lot of law students. So what would be your advice to them who are demotivated, finding it difficult to actually find a stable position in one of these firms? No doubt, yes, it is difficult solution for everyone. Not only for law students, but for lawyers also. I must confess that for lawyers also, it's been tough uh, one, one and a half years. And I, I'm not hiding anything. It, it's a very, very grim situation for everyone across the board in the profession. But for law students, if you specifically ask me, I'll suggest that times like these, make use of the social media. Create those LinkedIn profiles, reach out to people, send those emails because make those connections. And networking is very, very important. In today's time, as opposed to 15 years back or 20 years back, we did not have that medium to communicate. But in today's time, there are a plethora of mediums where one can communicate with lawyers, with law firms and reach out to them. And you will take it from me that there are people sitting in the profession who want to help young law students who would welcome them with warm hands and would welcome them with, with the most utmost sincerity and integrity. 
and that's my suggestion that please reach out to people never hesitate at the worst what will happen you will not get a reply to your email or someone will not reply to you but at least you will you should reach out to people you should connect with people and that's one and one thing which i did not do when i was in my law school or my initial stage of my career but i'll suggest to every law student in today's time that please make use of these social networking places which which are there in existence today and ultimately you should not aim at only the top senior law lawyers in the country or in, in delhi or for that matter the tier tier 1 law firms wherever you get an opportunity make use of it start your journey with that make connects there and then ultimately then follow your dream or wherever you want to work with because ultimately that ladder will take you there but at least start that's that's the crucial point because some of us think that okay fine i will only start working with xyz lawyers or i will only start working in a xyz law firm that should not be the case you should start wherever you get that opportunity and make use of it so that tomorrow you you are there where wherever you want to be that's my advice to to the law students in these current times so basically from your perspective networking should be the main focus area right now for the people facing challenges so all the law students please do focus on that yes networking before that just just do the groundwork of getting being updated with day to day law updates because most of us including me and i must confess that that we don't read law on a day to day basis i should not say it about others but at least me as a person i perhaps that's one thing which i need to improve on that read law every day be it a law student or be it a young lawyer because that will take you further and that will differentiate you from other lawyers and that will differentiate you from the corporate law firm setup because ultimately when the client sees that yes this person or this lawyer knows what he's talking that will ultimately take you further so what are the pointers from your end you know for anyone creating a cv what what would be few points that you would like them which can help them stand out if you look at my cv in my law school it is only about mooting but i'll suggest the law students that please have a balanced cv so one should do moot courts one should do parliamentary debates one should definitely write articles and one should also have a mix of cultural and social events in your profile because ultimately when the employer is looking at your cv or when the employer is looking at your profile he will look at okay fine this kid is someone who's done overall a holistic approach he's he has got a holistic approach in law school he's tried his hand at everything and that's what matters one should not only just stick to one thing because I, unfortunately for me i just end up doing mooting in my law school nothing else if i am seeing the cv it should reflect that yes this kid has done everything be it mooting be it writing articles be it publishing articles be it doing parliamentary debates being part of cultural or social committees in your law school and that's where the advantage of you will have over other kids coming from other uh, law schools and the employer at least in my experience that's what the employer looks at a balanced cv not a one side cv you've spent practically you know we've spent 2 years in covid and you've spent this time being an independent lawyer so what were few learnings that you had that you think other lawyers associates students can actually benefit from specifically due to look at the covid pandemic this covid pandemic has been a turning experience has been a very very changing experience for all of us but one couple of things which i have learned is, is that clients also now it's a litigation has become a very very competitive market if a client comes to you he will do his homework he will go to 10 other lawyers before finalizing something and he will look at 10 factors before finalizing a lawyer and giving the brief to him so therefore it's a matter of cutting your fees it one should be okay with it for the time being because ultimately due to the last in the last two years this market has become very very competitive and there are cut floating right fees Which which are there now. So therefore, my advice will be that one should be ready to take a haircut, even if it means that in the longer run you can cover it up. And also, one should be technologically equipped because in the longer run, as I see, as I foresee, this virtual hearings are should be there for a very very long time. And it's a good pleasant change that one one is seeing. And therefore, one should be technologically up to date. One should be obviously privy and conscious of the ground realities. And one should just see litigation has a very very long gestation period. And because of these two years of COVID that has hit us, the gestation period. 
period has tried to become longer for especially the young lawyers. So just keep going, just be slow with it, just be patient with it. This time will also go through, and just keep doing your work very, very efficiently and honestly. That's, that's my my take from these COVID times, and that's what I'll suggest to to my young budding lawyers as colleagues as well. So Samir, just before we wrap up, wanted to quickly know what are three pointers you would like to tell anyone who's looking at starting independently. One, just be true to yourself. That's the most important thing. You can faff to yourself, you can faff to the client, but ultimately, at the end of the day, if you are not true to yourself, you will not be a successful independent. So please, 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 just be true to yourself. Just be true to your work. Two is, like I said in my previous example of my experience when I was sharing my experience with you, that when it comes to prioritizing things, sacrificing at some level, at some points of time, is okay. One should learn to prioritize things because ultimately, that will take you further as opposed to other lawyers who are who perhaps have different. ideas in life three is have that discipline because when you're working with a senior lawyer or when you're working with a senior or when you're working with someone you always have that discretion theek hai ho jayega sab ho jayega but ultimately when you have your own office to run when you're sitting in that chair you got to have that discipline because if the discipline is not there it's very easy to take a detour in this profession it's very easy to get dejected in this profession and therefore i'll suggest that please please never let that discipline go from your life just be just stick to your work just be true to your work and just deliver what the client is wanting ultimately efforts are in your hands results are not in your hands but if the client sees the efforts as a independent lawyer take it from me that your your the client will never never going away from you and he will stick to you and he will make sure that your practice flourishes at some point or the other and that's with every client think these are things and more importantly just don't be harsh on yourself it's okay <laughs> to have bad days it's okay to have relatively okay okay days it's a long journey litigation if you, if someone expecting that within 3 years within 4 years I'll, i'll start getting to argue matters and i start briefing very very great seniors in profession maybe the case that is the case sometimes but if that is not the case then please don't be harsh on yourself and just just keep working and everything will fall in place eventually just take it easy just take it slow enjoy life and litigation is is independent lawyer being independent lawyer has has certain advantages you can set your own day you can wrap up early you can go for that job you can go for that exercise and that's how it goes there'll be days when you have no work there'll be days when you have lot of work so when days you have no work either spend time with your families do your pursue your hobbies or do whatever but when there is work and you know that okay finally you need to sit in office till 12 o'clock 1 o'clock in the night and that's what i've learned over a period of time that one should be ready to just burn the midnight oil if that desire is not there independent practice may not be the right course for someone and that's why i suggest that please be ready to burn the midnight oil and be ready to work hard and harder as much as possible so for me you know this has been absolutely thrilling i mean this personally has given me a lot of perspective what it takes to really uh, not only start an independent firm but also how to really you know continue with it and scale it and hopefully a lot of our listeners you know law students associates specifically are motivated and inspired to take the plunge and can actually take tips from you know our conversation about what it takes to start an independent law firm and uh, hopefully find success so so thank you so much samit thank you so much for being part of raising the bar really appreciate it and um, wish you the best with your firm the pleasure is all mine it was it was great interacting with you and i wish all the best to to all the law students who who are hearing this and my all young colleagues everyone will get a pie in this profession it is not like the apple is supposed to be one person everyone will get a pie of that apple it is just a matter of time when that pie comes to you and one has to wait for it but once it comes to you then you got to cling on to it and not let it go that sets the and i'll end by that it was lovely interacting with you and once again thank you for uh, considering me uh, worthy enough to be here with you thank you thank you so much samir for being here today I hope our listeners were not only inspired by your journey of opening an independent law practice but also got a very detailed insight 
about what it really takes. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. Our next episode is with someone very very interesting. Pallavi Parikh from Ungendered. And then we talk about what it really takes for workplaces to be more diverse, inclusive and equal for all. Thank you and signing off for now Anshul Gupta.